Well, greetings, everyone. Welcome to the Whales Whales Pod. Cast. I'm yes. your host today. Thank you, Ben. I'm your host today. My name is Steven. Um, <laughs> it's just me and Ben this time. Hello. Yep. It's just awkward. Well, oh no. no. Uh, Yo, we're gonna we're gonna take a let's all take a moment of awkwardness. Oh, okay. I'm just gonna kind of shuffle my feet. Here. Anyway, all right. Good job, everyone. Um, this is season four, episode thirteen of your favorite um, internet entertainment program. Has, it, has anyone ever called a podcast that before? Interf- I don't know. Internet in- entertainment? Internet entertainment. It I think like so. It's Internet Explorer. Maybe. Does anyone use Internet Explorer? Uh, those who are unintelligent or uninformed. <laughs> okay. That settles that matter. <laughs> but yeah, it's just us today. And I realized that we've never done an episode with just me and you before, Ben. As this far is as correct. I can recall so, and so I the guess format, a- and so the format for whenever we have a new set of two people is we do questions, 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 and get to know mm-hmm. each other better, <laughs> or, or as I like to call it, that's the acronym. Babe. Oh, okay. I, <laughs> I thought you were going into like a really sick like intro, like questions, 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 questions. No, it's my beatboxing. Have you heard my performance before? I like it. All right, well, before we get into the rhythmic meat of this episode, um, uh, let's, do, let's do a little what's up with the whales. Absolutely. Segment. So, Stephen, what is up with you? Um, oh, you know what? I wasn't expecting you to ask me that, so I wasn't very prepared. <laughs> Intro um, the segment and then get it turned on its head. What's oh, up? It's awkward again. Oh, let me do the feet shuffling thing. Um, what's up with me? Um, well, let's see. Since the last update, you weren't there, but... Um, did you listen to the last episode? I have the not one? listened to the last episode yet. Okay, well, I don't know if it was the last one or the one before that, but I've been really busy um, tapping into your sort of um, uh, frugal lifestyle. Oh, really? I've been cutting down on um, spending as much as possible, and I've been selling off old stuff that I don't need anymore. So I, I, I heard about the selling of things, um, but I have not heard about the frugality and the extraneous spending stopping. Yeah, I didn't really get into that on the episode, but um, I'm trying to live on a pretty strict like monthly salary, even though I don't get paid as a normal monthly salary since I own a business. Right. I'm trying to live as if I am because you can very easily be tricked saying, I have all the money in the business, but that's not how it actually works. Right. <laughs> so um, I basically have been, quote unquote, paying myself a certain amount to see if I can stick to it. And I went over the first month, um, but then I pretty much stopped buying anything unless it was a necessity. And I was pretty strict on what necessity is, such as like the cheapest food that I can buy and I make all my own food. And, you know, I don't go out to eat unless I have a gift card, that kind of stuff. That's awesome. I mean, good for you, man. So what what caused you to go over the first month? Um... I think it was just an adjustment period. It was a little bit confusing because it was right after taxes, actually, oh, when I first started gotcha. this. So it was hard to rectify that. But I think the thing, I still wasn't strict enough on the food. I was still pretty much buying like what I wanted for the most okay. part rather than what I needed. So that was a bit of an adjustment. Um, and I think I also didn't like buy any any games or anything like that at all throughout the month. So no like extra entertainment bills came in. Wow. So. Um, but since I fixed that, I'm actually been, been under that number for about a month and a half so far. So that's awesome, man. Good for you. Thanks. And, and despite all of that, we were able to buy a new TV without like spending any money. Well, Zachary and Cameron didn't like that terminology, but basically we were able to buy a new TV just off of stuff we sold. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> so, that's awesome. I, that's yeah, good for you. That was pretty exciting. So that's, that's kind of been what I've been focused on recently how about you um well i this was the this is the tail end of the first week that i'm watching saunders full-time and what and working full-time oh wow um <laughs> because danny is in guard camp for it's gonna it's six weeks total that she's gone full-time like a full 40 hours if not more and she's gone during the day and since we don't want to pay for child care i'm watching uh-huh. him and so it was the first time that i've spent this amount of time with him and it's been great um I didn't get hardly anything done the first three days because I was trying to adjust to like, okay, how much attention does he actually need? How much time am I actually <laughs> like watching him, like actively watching him versus just like being around him and passively making sure he's okay? Yeah. So that's been good. I've also been cooking all of the meals. Like I'm doing a great impersonation of a housewife. 
Um, yeah, I've been cooking all the meals and skills I didn't think you possessed. Yeah. <laughs> um, unlike t- like right now, I'm sitting down with my cup of lemon tea, um, and I made some Viet Vietnamese chicken, and it was like really spicy. So that's what I made for dinner. Um, but yeah, I uh, my extroverted side has just been squelched. And I'm dying. Like, I just, I, like, I made it, I bartered with Danny. I was like, okay, Danny, I have to hang out with people. And she's been around people all week. And she's like, okay, well, just, like, leave the house. Go. I'm staying here. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's what's been going on with me. Um, I've also been playing um, Breath of the Wild. And I really want to talk to Cameron about it at some point. Um, oh, boy. I, it's let's really talk good. about it maybe briefly here. Because I, okay. I am interested. I mean, it's one of my favorite games I've played in years. So, um, I mean... Do you like it? <laughs> I, I do very much like it. I I feel I feel like I am one of those type of people who e- very easily gets overhyped on things. Yeah. And I get like my expectations way too high. And so like I'm enjoying myself, but I definitely feel like I'm missing whatever that special ingredient is that is making you guys all love it. Um because like I'm thoroughly enjoying like. I'm thoroughly enjoying myself. Yeah, absolutely. I'm thoroughly enjoying myself, but I like basically as soon as I got off the plateau which is like the beginning area. I just mm-hmm. headed off in a direction and I didn't get very far because like they try to dissuade you from going certain places by having higher level enemies and uh, weather effects and that sort of thing. Yeah. And like, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. Um, And so I was really enjoying it, but and I'm still very much enjoying it. But like I went back after playing for probably like four or five hours, I went back to like the main story quest and realized that like on the main story quest, you get sorry, you get more armor and you get more like you get your Sheikah slate fully unlocked. And like Uh it, it just like puts you on a better path than beating your head against the wall against people that are significantly higher level than you. Uh Um, And so I don't know. I feel like every time I like the world is so full. So just wandering around the world is great, but I feel like I'm trying to make progress and I don't know how to quantify it. And it's yeah. bothering me. So every, you see like a big sparkly world to explore, but every time you take a step, you like trip over a rock and you're like, why? Yeah, exactly. And I die why? and then I get sent back to the last save point And it's, I don't know. I've been, I, it, that's been really frustrating. And I don't think it's cause I'm bad. I think it's cause I'm actively trying to take on like i'm trying to do fights right. with four health like four total health yeah um, with guardians and, you gotta, and stuff you gotta be <laughs> selective in the fights that you take on um if you go to the wrong place or you pick the wrong fight you are going to get crushed um to me that is sort of a, a call to action that actually makes me more excited to play because i'm like well if i got smashed into the ground this time what if I went a different route and learned some things and found some great fairies and got more help? And then when I return, I'll be able to do it. And like, that is the thing that drives me for these kinds of games. Yeah, it's, the time. It, I, that totally makes sense. And I guess like the fun of like returning to an area it is something I'm going to enjoy at some point. But like yeah. currently I, I, I just feel frustrated and I'm like, well, I just got to keep going because apparently this game is great. And I'm going to find the greatness in it. Like I'm going to. I'm bound it's, to determined. <laughs> I think I'll say I'll say I'll say two things about that. Um, the first thing is the greatness in this game is not. Um, what's the word? It's not. Uh, it doesn't hit you over the head with it. I guess it's in a lot of the small things. It's the the slow joyous experience of like going wherever you want to and finding tiny little things. secrets. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's where I was. That's where I was going with that. Um, so definitely take your time on it. Don't rush it. it. It's not a perfect game. It's not always exciting to play, um, but it's it just lets you. It gives you a certain magic amount of freedom. And um, yeah, it's it, it is really neat. Like I was just marveling at like it doesn't matter what path I take, whether I decide to climb up the side of a cliff or follow the path. Like there's always mm-hmm. little things. Like there's little things constantly, and it feels like. I feel like, um, have you seen Monsters Incorporated where yeah. they trick Boo into going where they want her to go by dropping pieces of candy along the ground? Uh-huh. I feel like Boo because I'm like, oh, there's something up here. Walk, 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 yeah. bend over. And I'm like a child because it's like, oh, there's something over here. Walk, 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 bend yeah. over, pick it up. And I don't That's realize it. that I'm doing it. I don't realize that I'm headed off in a direction that I wasn't intending to, but I'm just, it's just right. happening. And meanwhile, <laughs> the developers, Mike and Sully are like, oh no, we shouldn't go over there. <laughs> exactly exactly (laughs) well i hope you find your stride the the second thing i'll say about it is like 
if you're stumbling a lot right now, the main quest isn't great. The story really isn't great, but you might just want to follow along them like where they specifically want you to go, where the main quest is going to bring you, because that will sort of get you up to speed, maybe get you some better equipment, as it were, right. and show you some of the places where they would suggest going first, which yeah, is and, kind of and useful. I definitely, I think that I'm going to try to follow that path for a little while, but man, there's just something so satisfying about seeing a thing in the distance and being like, all right, well, yep. that's my new heading and we're going to yep. try to get there without dying. <laughs> I wonder what's over there. That, yeah. that like, if you, if that question piques your interest, I think you're going to enjoy the game. Oh, thoroughly. I'm, I'm very, it's a great game. So anyway, I, uh, it, I, I complained because that's like the only thing currently that's sticking out to me but right. I, I do recognize that it is a great game and i am enjoying myself it's just easy to pick out that one thing and say okay this is the thing that makes me feel any amount of unsettled i had like the same experience playing a similar game super mario odyssey where i'm like this whole game is great but there's this one specific thing that just is throwing me off and it's all i could talk about for a while but, ah, i gotcha um, um well anyway we are wanting to move on to questions 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 do we have yep. a specific website for that so i'm doing something slightly new this time um okay and we'll see if you agree with it um so we all know that my brother brian is the one who has the best relationships in wales or wales think about it he has he was married to zach briefly um he went on like this sort of buddy cop bromance like tour along california with cameron okay um big road trip uh he has an, an actual real relationship with abigail that and is so, going to be marriage eventually exactly um and hopefully that will turn out better than zachary but i think the roots <laughs> are there um but me like no it not so much i'm much more standoffish so here's my idea have you ever heard of the 36 questions I have heard of, I've heard 36 questions in my life. I've not heard a set of 36 questions that <laughs> are referred point, to as such. Yes, you have had 36 <laughs> questions. Okay, so super short version. Um, it's, uh, I think it was like a psychologist or, or something in that, in that vein who created these, these questions for essentially strangers to ask each other that will quickly accelerate their intimacy so they know each other much, much better. Just wow. on a fundamental human le level. So it has three sets of them. And they're pretty extensive. So here's what I'm thinking. Let's do the first set. Okay. And see how we do. It might take the rest of the episode. It might take five minutes. I don't want to commit to all 36 because that could be a really long time down the road. Oh, absolutely. Um, but so let's we're going to do the, the first set of questions. Okay. Yes, how many the first are there? set of questions, uh, there are 12 of them. 12 of them. Okay. And by the end of it, let's see if we feel like we are much closer as human beings. And I will say the net, the sets could get continuously more intense as they go on. So these okay, first so ones. So if are, we ever have another episode like this, Stephen, you and exactly. I will come back and we'll we get even more intimate. Mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. If we want to take our relationship to the next stage, <laughs> the ne next level. All right. Um, I feel like I need like an intro for this. Oh, you know what I can do? I can rip it off because there's a whole musical that was written about. Um, uh these questions wait for real by the way the best audio drama i've ever listened to look it up the 36 questions oh is that um, where you got the idea yes okay it awesome. actually is the audio drama is fantastic so they've got the jingles covered so i'm not even going to try it so all right i got my water i'm in my excruciatingly hot office let's start all right question this is from one set one question one Given the choice of anyone in the world, and this is a pretty standard one, whom would you want as a dinner guest? Ben, please start. This sucks. This is really bad. <laughs> I uh, I don't feel like any of the people that I would consider like idols or people I really look up to would be good choices. Mm. Um, because like I'm a huge fan of like Sean White and Taylor Swift, but I, uh -huh. I don't I don't necessarily. Why would you not want them to come over for like? potatoes and broccoli well, well, okay, so as a dinner guest i want it to be somebody that i know that i would be able to have a good conversation with and i ah. just get the feeling that i would have nothing to speak about with them i appreciate them for their art and their craft but i don't yes. actually think that they like i don't think i know anything enough about their personality to actually speak to it i think that i would go with my celebrity crush mm -hmm. because of i feel like it's super obvious like beyond beyond the fact that she is super attractive i feel like she's incredibly intelligent very nerdy and somebody i could get along with 
Um, and so I'm going to have to say Felicia Day. I would totally eat dinner with Felicia Day. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, a good question. I, that's, I think, that's a good answer. Yeah, definitely, definitely high on the list. I, 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 yeah. So what about you? Um, I would, I would just like to say, I think we would both legitimately have a lot of interesting conversations with her because she was homeschooled and yeah, was into oh, a absolutely. lot of the same stuff we were as kids. So I think that would actually be really good. Um, my answer is, uh, I, I'd go with John Foreman. He's the lead singer and sort of face of Switchfoot. Oh, Switchfoot. Okay. The band. It's my favorite band. They mean a whole lot to me. Um, and every time I hear John Foreman speak, I've seen him in person a couple of times at concerts. Every time he says anything, it, it's so comfortable and so powerful at the same time. Um, he just has this presence about him and I would really, really, really like to talk to him about pretty much anything. And I think he'd be chill enough to be down for that. that <laughs> so sense. that's my answer. That's a, that's a good answer. And wow. Talk about a solid question. Like the, I am liking this list already and I haven't even heard the next question. My second one would be Charles Martinet, the voice of Waluigi, so we could do impressions together. <laughs> Man, um, oh, by the way, sorry. I'm so sorry about Waluigi not being in Smash. It's a rough one. It, it really... I. I took a lot out of me. I am actually like, I'm so sad. Like there's no reason he shouldn't be in smash, but that is a topic for a different conversation. You know, when I heard the news, Ben, I was, I was just bawling and you know what I sounded like? (laughs) 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 I'm sorry. I told the (laughs) punchline. That's okay. You knew it in your heart. I did. Uh, Question number two, would you like to be famous in what way? Um, Should we switch off who answers these first? Yeah, that sounds that sounds absolutely reasonable. Okay, would I like to be famous in what way? I would say uh, knee-jerk reaction, no, I would not like to be famous. Um, I I love anon- an, anonymity. I, I love being anonymous. An- 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 anonymity. <laughs> anonymity. There you go. Yes, I, I, that's one of the reasons I like living in a pretty big city is I can just hang out in a park and I don't know anyone and I actually quite like that. If I was famous, that would not happen anymore. However... I will say that I would like to be perhaps well-known in smaller circles. For example, like for specific things, you mean? Yeah, like for a podcast or or a book I wrote or something like that. And so there would be people who might know of my thing so I can share it with a larger part of the world and maybe like go to conventions and hang out with people who know about it and that kind of stuff. But on a day-to-day basis, no, I have no urge to be famous. Gotcha. So I guess for me... Uh, this might speak to my extrovertedness. It might speak to my self-righteousness. Um, so well, I'm, I'm trying to say like big-headed, full of myself. What's the, mm-hmm. what is the ego? ness of that? My ego-ness, I guess. Egocentric? Um, e- egocentricness, yeah. Um, I would love to be famous. Like that would be, like that would be <laughs> awesome. And in what way specifically, I think I would want to be like an online personality. Um, I, I, you could mm. call them influencers. Like mm-hmm. I think that that would just be the coolest thing just to have an audience that, wants to that that you get to influence and touch and interact with on like a daily basis um because like the ones that i really appreciate are like the small some of like the smaller youtubers who have you know maybe like less than a million subscribers but they just love getting to interact with their audience and yeah the audience just like it's like having for for the audience it's like having an additional friend and because their reach is so large they're able to do a lot of good in the world and they're able to like just touch a lot of people in a very like quick and easy way and i just think Mm -hmm. that would just be awesome because i can i can just imagine being able to like i my first thought was that i would want to be famous as like a motivational speaker but i wouldn't Uh want to be i wouldn't want that to be there's so many negative connotations with that. Like I would want to be known as a personality who also just happened to be known to be really positive and really encouraging. Um, so yeah, that's, I think that's what I would want. That is, a, that is a pretty good answer. Actually, motivational speaker is probably one of the most positive ways you could be famous because the very act of being well-known is helping your cause. <laughs> You're spreading exactly. a specific message. That's a good answer. Um, we'll move on to the next question right after i get some water i'll be right back steven getting water steven getting water steven's getting water he's gonna get a drink my that's a mighty fine tall looking glass of water you got there oh thank you mister songs about water Songs about water. 
I'm right back. Awesome. <clears throat> okay, so we'll move on to the next question, um, which is question three. Before making a telephone call, I'm very curious to hear your answer on this one. <laughs> Before making a telephone call, do you ever rehearse what you are going to say? Why? Um, I only I only rehearse it if I'm calling them. So the answer, the quick answer is no. I never ever mm -hmm. rehearse what I'm going to say. I come up with it generally on the fly and I try to make it interesting. The only time I rehearse it is if I didn't get an answer the first time and I'm calling back specifically to leave a message. Ah. Um, and it's going to be a voicemail because I like to leave entertaining voicemails. <laughs> um, and so I will absolutely practice and rehearse. I'll try to come up with a, a tiny little script for the voicemail so that it doesn't just ramble on. You're um, like sending them like a little skit. <laughs> yeah, a little basically. one man show. Because like listening to voicemails is a really boring and annoying thing. And honestly, uh -huh. we don't need it because of text messaging. Like I, if I, if like Cameron would say this, like if yeah. you called and I didn't answer, just send me a text. And it's like, well, the whole reason I'm sending you a voicemail is because I can do so much more with my voice than I can over text. Yes. It's a far more, um, it's a deeper creative medium. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So and I, I, I may, I just say that I really like the fact that you view a voice message box as a creative medium. <laughs> Well, it's 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 just that like I thought I found them so annoying, and then one day one of my friends left me this great voicemail. I was like, "This is what I'm doing the rest of my life. Like literally, <laughs> this is how I'm going to do it." What about you? Do you practice? Um, no, I don't. I would say that I'm trying to think. Like, if I'm just calling, I don't really call people recreationally on the phone ever. Um, so it's usually for like. I'm calling a, a client or I'm calling a business or something. So if it's a business, I mean, I'll think about like the information I need ahead of time, um, like my social security number or something, but that's <laughs> not really what they're asking. I don't think. Um, now if it's a client, I might, I will think through the main points. Like I need to catch up with this client on this issue and then ask them about this other thing. And sometimes I have a whole list of clients to do that. So I'm like, okay, I'll like develop a script as I go. So the first time I yeah. go, I'm just saying, I need to hit these three bullet points at some point, whatever, I'll figure it out. By client 25, I am down to a script. <laughs> I'm like, I know exactly what I'm going to say. So um, in general, no, but that's my use case. And these questions are so good. Like this question is an easy way to find out if somebody has any type of social anxiety. Like, yeah, you're if, right. Or, or if they're an, or if they're a perfectionist, like it could be one like either or like you can just find out so many like specific things about them. Yeah. Just from these so, questions. I like this so much. This is also I feel like this is going longer than we had intended. Uh, we're moving through pretty fast, though. We're on to number four. OK. We'll, we'll yeah. So I, I'm clip. not like I, I have as much time as you do. OK, excellent. Um, and then we, little do we know, like it'll be midnight. We're on the third set, and we're <laughs> yeah. sobbing. And, and, yeah, say we're crying. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay, number four. What would constitute a quote perfect day for you? Um, do I answer this one first? Yeah, you're starting first. Okay, a perfect day. Hoof. Okay, I'm not gonna say like the like unrealistic one of a kind magic day that I just make up. It's the day that I learned that. I can sprout wings from my back, and that was cool. <laughs> no, like, uh, a, like a perfect day for me is going to be, um, wake up refreshed. I can sometimes when I get out of bed, I just know this is going to be a good day. I can tell, so I want that to be maxed out. Then it would be like super efficient in the morning. Like breakfast was really great. Made those eggs really fast. Worked out. Um, like did some meditation. Just blasted through all those things, and I'm like, whoa! It's not even noon yet. And then it would be probably going out on a couple errands, maybe going to the grocery store or something, maybe going on some like pet sitting visits for the company, and then coming back and feeling like, all right, I already accomplished a ton. It's only like two o'clock, and now I have something really exciting to do, like play the specific video game that I've been waiting to play, or I get to go to like a concert or something with Brian and Abigail, and like that to me, that's like a kind of perfect formula for an everyday sort of day and so at the end of the day what emotion like what what how would you feel about that day probably like i i did a lot i accomplished a lot but i also took time to um sort of stretch out either creatively or recreationally okay i mean those are that those are really cool goals it's super different than what i would say for my perfect day um because for me my perfect day I've had like, you know, 
I, a few handful of them in my life. Um, and they're always days that I'm super active, mm-hmm. but specifically it's the second or third day of a long snowboarding trip is the perfect oh. day. It's waking up. It's like you, you got to rest. You are no longer rusty. Like you knocked all that off on the first or second day mm-hmm. and you wake up at like 6 a.m., you get super bundled out, you go outside and the cold hits you in the face and it gets all the way into the bottom of your lungs and just spreads into your body and it's just that crisp, clean mountain air and then you just are riding super hard until the lifts close at like five or six and then you go inside, you drink hot chocolate, you sit in a hot tub, you watch some, I don't know, you watch a movie that you really like with people that you love um, and that's it. Like that, that is that is the perfect day. Dang, I want your perfect day. <laughs> that it's was just, a good perfect oh, day. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, so perfect is supposed to be like a binary thing. It's perfect or it's not perfect, but somehow your day was more perfect <laughs> than mine. <laughs> well, I, I think it's just that like we both described days that were that I have feel like happened we, we that, both, we, that we've experienced. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I, I was just don't mean to cut you off, but it popped into my head that it seems like both of our days were days where we felt like we were engaging in them. Like we were going yeah. out and doing something that felt worthwhile and we were kind of tired at the end of them because we put effort into it, whether it was something like purely productive or, you know, purely fun. But we, you know, we feel like we got something out of it at the end. Steven, I feel like that, like that speaks to human nature. And I don't think it's something I've ever really de- like delved into before. What you just said was really insightful. I've been thinking like, about it a lot. <laughs> that's so good. Wow. wow okay. I'm going to question I'm gonna met- four. <laughs> well, like, this just makes me think about life in general. Like, I don't want to go into it because we're trying to get through this list. But that's just the the whole idea of like good days are days that you feel accomplished and that you actually put effort in that you tried because you're right. I've never at the end of a day that I have just kind of skated through that I've, you know, barely put effort into that I've tried mm-hmm. to conserve my energy. At the end of those days, I don't feel like it was a good day that's or so, really so many weekends where i'm like i've got all day to do whatever i want and it's fun for like the first two hours without the end and i'm like i kind of wasted that day that wasn't very fun that's so man I, that's like that makes me want to get a tattoo of that and i hate tattoos <laughs> well let's see what let's wait wait till the end of the questions you might find a better one okay <laughs> um all right number five you get to answer this one first when did you last sing to yourself or to someone else so I sing to myself literally every day. I <laughs> sing to Sonder every day as well now as of this week. Um, so today, yeah, I, I I love singing. Like I was, oh my goodness, I've been all over the place. I sang a song to Danny last night. I uh, She was watching some home improvement show and uh-huh. I was staying up past my bedtime because I didn't want to go to sleep yet. And so I grabbed my ukulele and I was, hey, I was like, hey babe, do you want if like, can you pause that for like two or three songs so I can just sing and if you want to join, you can and we just did that. That was last night. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> That's great. I like you just walk in there with a the ukulele. <clears throat> but I'm gonna. Um... <laughs> hey, uh, can you give me all your attention now, please? <laughs> <laughs> we, this is this is singing time. Yeah, we are um, we are now in singing time. Does it count if you don't sing lyrics? Well, yeah. If you're getting into the music, absolutely. Then it was today <laughs> in what was the car it? when I was. Um, Scoot scat scabity boop doop but not bomb boop doop to some uh what was it? It was uh I was just shuffling my entire like playlist of really good music. So I don't remember oh, what okay. it was specifically, but I think it was like a Mario Galaxy song or something. Ooh. See, um, I uh, I end up singing along with every Yoshi I- Yoshi's Island song that comes on. So when you last sing yourself like like the now basically was our answer. Um, And this this question deals with musicality and like you could mm -hmm. easily get on a date with somebody and then be like, I I don't know, like months ago. And you're like, (gasps) (laughs) that's a danger. That's a danger sign. Um, Question number six. If you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or body of a 30 year old for the last 60 years of your life, which would you want? I think we've answered this question on our past questions, questions, questions. Oh, really? I don't know if I've answered it. Well, Summarize but, uh, it. So you're going to live to 90 next. and then for the last. Okay, wait. Okay. You live up to 30 years old, right? Yep. And then you get to stick that age in regards of, of your mind mental, or your body. Mental or physical. 
You either um, get men- the mental or physical right. for the last 60 years of your life. Which would you choose? Uh, uh, this is a this is a confusing question. Let me think about this. Uh, see, I'm scared if I, I don't want to retain my 30 year old mind. Does that mean my 30 year old mind is going to stop learning stuff, or is no, it going to no, like no. it's 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 like how it how well it functions? Oh. Like it's it's asking about functionality. Which at, whenever you're yeah. old, would you rather be able to have a body that works perfectly or a mind that works perfectly? I'll take and the mind that works for sure. Man, I'm I'm so vain. I'm pretty certain I would take the body. No, nah, that I, ship I, sailed for me, man. <laughs> See, like I, I would, I feel like I trust my mind to age well. I like both my parents have aged pretty well, so I, I don't mm. know. I hope that I, I hope that my genes will allow me to age well. It is an uncomfortable anyway. question in either regard. Um, they're both good answers, but I want, I would rather like be in a wheelchair and then be able to think really quickly than like have a foggy mind and be able to do push-ups i don't know dude just think about how funny it would be to have a 30 year old that's like when i was a child (laughs) that's actually true um okay here's a fun one question number seven ben do you have a secret hunch about how you will die um i have kind of resigned myself to die in a car crash oh Um, go out in flames huh i mean not even flames just statistically just statistically, yeah, like, whenever I saw the statistics on how many people die in cars, I was like, you know what, like, I'm never gonna stop driving, like, this isn't scaring me enough, and I'm not, I don't fear death at all, um, and so, like, yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm just gonna, it's either that or heart disease, like, I'm gonna just, uh-huh. like, if either of these, those things are what take me out, I'm gonna be like, yeah, I, I'm okay with it. <laughs> uh, so, I feel like I shouldn't say what my secret hunch is, because if I vocalize it, I think psychologically it could come true more more realistically. Okay, so um, this question deals with whether or not the person you're dating is paranoid. <laughs> it's not paranoid. <laughs> it's basic science, Ben. Superstition. Science and psychology. It's not superstition. No. If, you, if you think about something, it, it, there, it is more likely that it will happen. However, for the sake of the question, um, I have like a really weirdly built body. I was like diagnosed with, um, almost diagnosed with something called Marfam syndrome i think which is like wow. people who like have really skinny like they're really tall and really skinny um i was on like the edge 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 of that so the in the end said okay we thought that might be what you have but it isn't actually you just have some physical characteristics of these people but you're not actually like that so my secret hunch has always been like i bet i was misdiagnosed and i'm going to have the heart problems that those people had oh, because wow. they have like chests that cave in slightly and i have the same thing and so it's like I feel like someday when I'm like 60 of my rib cage is just going to go and just cave in. It's like, well, there goes Steven. Oh my but, gosh, that is so um, horrible. So that's my secret. <laughs> that's why I didn't want to say it, man. <laughs> well, I will make sure to not remind you of it for the next 30 years. Thanks. But, You're welcome. Okay, I want to go back. I want to retain the body of my 30-year-old body <laughs> so the rib cage thing won't happen. Okay, question number eight. Name three things you and your partner in this case, I think partner is me. So for now, yeah. pretend I'm your partner. Name three things you and me appear to have in common. Oh, that's easy. <laughs> that's our first phone conversation ever was all about that. Oh, okay. I was I was like, what is he referring to specifically? You're talking about like the homeschool, the 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 way our the way we think about things, like the way we speak, the way we interact with the world, that right? Yeah. We had that whole and we both played Battlefront a lot <laughs> as kids. <laughs> yeah uh absolutely i'm down i'm down to give that answer it's uh, yeah it's just kind of how we interact with the world which is why i think i was so drawn to this group of friends in the podcast in general (laughs) yeah that was like our i feel like literally our first conversation just naming things like oh me too oh me too oh i was homeschooled oh i had that experience um so that's an easy one whose turn is this supposed to be who said the die thing first you Uh, gave the hunch thing so that was my thing technically name three things now we're back to you question nine for what in your life do you feel most grateful? Wow. <laughs> that, that that's not a fair question. Um I'm going to amend this slightly. Okay. If, if I may be allowed such a privilege, I'm going to say right now what sticks out to you is something that you feel most grateful. You don't have to choose you know family immediately like everyone's yeah. going to say family like right now what do you feel is most significantly grateful 
That was grammatically incorrect. Please ignore it. No, you're fine. Man, this, I'm struggling with this. Like, I try to be grateful for little things throughout the day every day, but, like, I'm not good about, like, for what in my life do I feel uh-huh. the most grateful? I guess, like, right now I would feel grateful for my job, but, like, I feel like that's just a bad answer. Like, not because I, like, I don't want to say that. Like, I am really grateful for my job. I think my job is fantastic for where we're at and for what we're doing. And, but like, I would be totally happy if it changed. Like, I, I, okay. I guess I'm happy to say that. Yeah. I'm really grateful for my job because of what it allows me to do. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm saying that, that like that, I think right now in your life, that is a significant thing to be grateful for. Yeah, especially with how bad my job was before this. So exactly. Like I, oh, like I just, it allows me, it gives me time throughout the day to spend with my wife and son. It gives me time, like I, it just, it gives me money and time, which I feel like jobs normally only give you one of. That, yes, right? that's like very it, true. They normally only give you either time or money and not both. And the fact that I have so much time off throughout the day to do with what I will and, and like I'm making enough to, you know, not make a great living, but it's a decent living. And like, uh-huh. I, I'm, I'm just so grateful for that. It just, it, and also it allows me crazy opportunities. Cause like, I don't know. Yeah. It just being able to put this on a resume is going to be so good for me whenever we decide, whenever we're finally moving. That that's actually a, an excellently coherent answer. Uh, and I'll quote John Foreman in one of the oldest switchfoot songs, which is time was never money. <laughs> it was just kind of an illusion <laughs> the whole time. Um, my answer is actually pretty close to that one. And I think it's just, uh, freedom right now Ooh. i am in a position where i have i'm trying to cut back on money or, or i'm not cutting back on money <laughs> that's the wrong way to put it <laughs> trying to cut back on spending but um i have enough to do what i really want to do and my job is rewarding but not ex- especially demanding at the moment and so right now i feel like I'm able to literally spend my time watching YouTube videos and learning things if I want to. I'm able to spend my time playing games if I want to while balancing my work and relationships and all that kind of stuff. I'm at yeah, a, that's awesome because that's, really, that's something... Sorry. Uh, I'm just at a really good balance right now, I guess is the way to sum that up. Yeah, I, I think that that's like... It's good that you recognize that as something to be grateful for because a lot of kids... It, I say kids. A lot of young adults your age aren't in that position. Like, they're... Sure. Uh, piled under debt and relationships and and or like depression and ruts that they've dug themselves into. And the fact that you have gotten past the college portion of your life into your career without like losing any of your creativity or what drives you to be yourself is just something that's it, it's it's to be it's to be appreciated. Yeah. I completely agree. And, you know, it's not, it hasn't always been like that. And I don't expect it always will be. But right now, I, I, I'm in, I'm, I feel like I've, I've got the ability to do whatever I want to try to do. And that is not so a cool. lot of people can say that. Yeah, so I'm very really. grateful about that. Um, the other thing I'm grateful for is question 10, which is <laughs> if you could change anything about the way you were raised, what would it be? Wow, that's a, that's a I'm big gonna, one. I mean, it's to your turn it. to go first, uh, so my, I'm going to sit about here about the quietly. way I was raised. Um, oof. I'm, so this is an interesting question because I had to find something that I feel like would have changed me. So I would be a different person right now without publicly throwing my parents under the bus. <laughs> so let me think <laughs> if I can find something good here. Um, I would say... If I could pick, this is an unfair thing to say, but I would have skipped the period where my mom and I were at odds trying to learn about homeschooling, trying to learn about the way I think. Skip all of these sort of forced activities that she and my dad agreed to kind of put me through to sort of, you know, Uh, expand my horizons and skip to that part a few years down the road when I was closer to my teenage years, I guess when we totally got in sync and understood it. And then I really started to flourish and stopped being sort of freaked out by everything in the world. Now they, they okay. did like a great job overall. I'm not like blaming them for my weird personality, but I did have a weird personality that was kind of difficult for them to work with. I was super sensitive about things and I was like super like nervous and socially terrible. 
Um, and it took a long, long time to straighten that out. So I think I would have had them be right on the ball with that. <laughs> so I wouldn't have to struggle through so much of it. That's, I mean, I didn't even know that about you. These, I, I'm going to sing the praises of these questions again. This is so, <laughs> yeah. these are so useful. Um, but in response specifically to what you said, I think that's, that's really neat. My, my older sister, one of my older sisters had, um, something of a similar problem. She really, really struggled with learning. Um, mm-hmm. and like, she doesn't have like a disability or anything. She just really like it. She has to study a very specific way right. and she has to spend way more energy than other people to get the same results. Yeah. And I, she said that that same type of thing that you just said multiple times, like, I wish I could have just from the beginning known what I needed to do so that I could study and also, you know, been able to prepare myself for the amount of work that I would have to put in to be on the same level as everyone else around me. Right. I can relate with that. Definitely. It's, it's uh, and the thing is maybe there is no good way to do it. Maybe you have to go through that to figure out who you are and, and all that, but still you can't help but to look back and say, if I had known this in the first place, I wouldn't have tried all these other things. Right. Uh, what about um, you? If I could change anything about the way I was raised, my immediate response to this was absolutely nothing. Like, yeah. I'm <laughs> so grateful for, like, the opportunities I was afforded and the lessons I was taught because my parents, my parents are just great people. Like, I really, really appreciate my parents. Um, but I think I finally came up with something and I think I would change. You wanted the them to let you have fruity pebbles every morning <laughs> not of just every on three the mornings <laughs> yeah or every on the weekend yeah um no i think i would change the way my parents taught me to deal with money and how to deal with money in a relationship because mm. i my father and mother spend money very differently and it's been like a major point of contention for a lot of their lives um and very few people are are good with money and even less of them know how to teach that to their children (laughs) exactly like i wish that i would have i i just wish that i would have been taught that because i still don't feel like i have a good relationship with money i feel like i revere money too much and that i my goal is just to have a lot of it and i'm not i don't I, i like i don't even know the first thing about taking money and making more money with it like currently Uh the only way i know how to achieve money is by putting in time like is trading time for money and right. I know that there's like there's a whole nother side of the world and a whole nother side of finances that doesn't deal with that. And I just wish that I would have been taught that and or not seen because my parents just did money. They did two they did two different right. ways. My dad does it kind of the way I do it, where I, I just I try to find deals and everything. I save as much as I can. Um and I just like I treat money as if it's a thing to be held on to. And my mother basically was just how do I say this without being disrespectful? Um my mom would just kind of spend money. She was like, well, well, we, well, well, we always have this much left over. So we have this right. much to spend. And so right, she would right. just do that. And because of that, like she allowed us to do a lot of cool things that I don't think my father would have wanted to pay for, but yes. it was just two extremes that I was I about to think say I got a happy medium. Right. And now I, in an ideal situation, you could have looked at both of those versions and immediately realized, oh, well, the golden mean right in the middle. But right. that it's hard to see that when you're in the middle of everything. Um, yeah. Both and of those I, like, I, tactics have their advantages, too. Absolutely. And I think that what ended up happening was that I just I found that if I was stressed about money, I could work myself into a tizzy like I could just kill myself by working in order to fix the problem, which I don't think is the correct response. Like, I don't think that's the healthiest response. Like I, yeah. I'm in this, I, I'm in the space again right now where I'm working three, three total jobs. I'm working this job and two additional part-time jobs, not including Sonder. And when I uh-huh. left, when I left Liberty, one of the worst experiences while I was working at Liberty was when I had taken on an additional part-time 20 hour a week job on top of the 40 hours I was working. And like, it was just the worst. And I'm already like, I'm back in that situation. Like I'm back Uh for whatever reason, any, yeah, it's just a cycle where it's like, I have all this time in my life that I would prefer to be spending, or at least I say that I would prefer to be spending this way, but I always end up spending it trying to make more money. (laughs) So, Okay, I have some things to say about that, but but here's what I'll say for now. Um, I have a book that you should read. <laughs> uh, I will I'll, teach I'll... you to be wealthy. Oh, did or I ever tell you about that one? Rich? 
No, all I've heard is that you said, like, all I heard was you say the title of it probably more than six months ago. Um, uh, yep, and it's that's stuck the one I'm talking in, about. It's, it's been stuck in my head. That's it. I, I haven't read it. I will literally like, uh, send you a copy. <laughs> it, is, <laughs> I mean, it is well worth reading. Um, awesome. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> of course. No, it seriously, seriously helped me. And I think specifically touches upon everything you were just talking about. So I think that might okay. really help. Um, but for now, um, Ben, I'm starting to panic because the... We're supposed to be wrapping up in the next question. Question 11 out of 12 is take four minutes and tell your partner your life story <laughs> in as much detail as possible. All right. Let's take instead of four minutes, four sentences. Four. Okay. Yes. Four sentences each. Um, and you get to do this one first. I'm going first. All right. Yes. Um, I grew up in a large family on a lot of land. My parents taught me everything i know and i'm incredibly grateful for it i got into a lot of trouble in high school and eventually left for college out of state i met my wife and now am back on the straight and narrow with an awesome wife and baby dude that's like the like the screen prep play that you could give <laughs> the director and be like <laughs> well just check this thing out man <laughs> send this to new line cinema okay that's good um I want to hear more about the the high school shenanigans someday, but oh, for man. now, <laughs> I hope it had more to do with your fingerless glove. Um, oh, jeez, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so mine. Um, four sentences. A. Let's see. Uh, okay. I was born in Texas, but moved around a lot, and quickly realized my best friend was also my brother. Little did I know, but as I moved around the country, I learned everything I needed to about how to create things. When I finally settled back down into Texas, all of those creations slowly turned into friendships and careers. Last sentence, come on, stick the landing. Now I try to take all of those lessons and build them higher. Well that's, done. That, that, that was a solid landing because that, what that did is that, that was the same sentence. That was the sentence that led up to the sequel. That was, uh, <laughs> yes. that was the cliffhanger. <laughs> exactly. That's Stephen part one. Um, <laughs> and speaking of part one, we're almost done with the first part of the 36 questions. The final question being number 12, if you could wake up tomorrow having gained any one quality or ability, what would it be? All right. And that's for me to answer first. And I, uh, quality or ability, I wake up and I suddenly can do this thing. Mm, this is a really tough one. If you want me to go first, I think I have mine. Oh, feel free. I, I'm stuck. Um, I wish that I had the ability to self-motivate consistently oh that's a big one um all right i'm gonna say i'm just trying to think like, what are the biggest problems in my life right now that i could be that could be fixed by having a skill or one quality about yourself you could have right. or perhaps Okay, mine is pretty different than yours. You want to self-motivate? I'm pretty good at self-motivating myself. I want to, I want to self-motivate consistently. I'm great at doing it. I'm not good at doing it consistently. I would say I would want to have the ability to, instead of, so maybe mine is just a negative inversion of yours. Instead of <laughs> consistently self-motivating, I would like to be able to consistently not fall back, <laughs> fall backwards mentally. Um, and feel like I erased the work that I did the past oh, okay. day or week or month. Luckily, I've actually been practicing on that a lot and I'm doing way better at it. But that's still the one I think I'd want because if I could just like stay where I am consistently, I think that I would be able to push myself forward the rest of the way at a pace. Oh, that is, so not be able to slide back. Yes, that's, but not slide oh, back. <laughs> that's really cool. So hold my ground <laughs> is the ability I would want to have. Either that or sprout the wing thing and be able to fly around. Um, that is... Man, this these questions are awesome. I like this. And that was only set one out of three. Yeah, man. no kidding. What's the what's the very last question? 
the, well, I feel like I'm going to spoil it, but the last question isn't even a question. It's a oh. an activity, and it's to stare into your partner's eyes for four minutes without saying anything. Well, that's hard to do over the internet. But it really we is. <laughs> we can have another. We can have another awkward pause right here. Yeah, that's what it'll and be. And everyone just like can just imagine that we're doing a pause, feet shuffling for four minutes. All right, well, and that's going to wrap This podcast up. was brought to you by Awkward Pauses. <laughs> yeah, Awkward Pauses. I have the press release somewhere around here. Here we go. Um, all right. Uh, awkward Pauses. Um, <clears throat> yeah, okay. Um, well, thanks for joining us, everyone. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this episode of the pod cast by me and Ben. Uh, Absolutely. I, I legitimately think we learned a lot today. <laughs> I Yeah, this was a great episode. Um, yeah, it was one of the less funny ones and more insightful ones. It's good to have those every now and then. Absolutely. Because the last episode was called, let me see, Pepperoni Fun Squad Forever. So I think we were due for it. <laughs> I wait, were you on that episode? No, I just listened to it. That 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 name sounds yeah, sounds opposite of what we did here. Yep. All right. Can we well, name can we name this episode the slow regard of small things? Yes, we can. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Yes, sounds good. Well, thank you for joining me, Ben. Absolutely. Thank you, Steven. You're welcome. And everyone else, have a delightful day, have a delightful week, and if you can't turn it into a delightful month. We'll be back next week with an even more probing round of questions when we get into the next set. All right. See you, everybody. Bye.